sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. At Journey Beyond Divorce, we understand that navigating through the emotional tsunami of separation and divorce is one of the hardest journeys you'll take. And we know that once the initial fear and pain begins to pass, a whole new storm of confusion, uncertainty, and self-doubt can surface. Journey Beyond Divorce can help you identify and clarify where you're feeling stuck and what steps you need to move forward, even if they're just baby steps. We guide you with practical, tangible support that you can start implementing right away. Our team of experienced divorce coaches is ready to help you. Listen through the show because we have a gift just for you. It'll help you navigate your divorce with more calm and confidence. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Journey Beyond Divorce with Karen McMahon. We'd like to welcome our listeners and remind you, if you haven't started at the beginning, this is the 10th step in our 12-step divorce recovery series. And we'd like to invite you to listen to all of our shows, and you can begin with the introductory show and nine previous steps at DivorceSourceRadio.com or at JourneyBeyondDivorce.com. So step 10 is regaining trust in yourself and others, tuning into your inner wisdom with Carrie Doubts. And welcome, Carrie and Karen. Hi, Steve. Great to be back. Always a pleasure. Great to be here. Yes. So here we go. Step 10, regaining trust in yourself and others. So I'm really excited about the last three steps that we're going to be talking about because step 10, 11, and 12 is really meant to be a, a guide for how to live the rest of your life. And so we've gone through all of these different topics, which range from noticing your thoughts and becoming responsive rather than reactive and accepting rather than resisting and learning about grieving and learning about staying present and so much more. And each of these steps that those of you have been on this path with us, it, you're, you're gaining one tool and skill after the other. And when you get to step 10, the idea is that there's been a certain amount of calming of the chaos, both externally and internally in your head. And so once you've committed to these practices, uh, you've gotten to this, this calmer place and this higher level of awareness. And now we're inviting you to 
really tune in. So when we talk about regaining trust in yourself and others, we're specifically looking at that internal GPS that we have that many of us are not even aware of. And in fact, earlier in the programs, we talked a lot about that very loud voice, that voice that is what we refer to as the inner critic, the one that um, that that raises fear, that tells us we're unworthy, that 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 trips us up, and and that's a pretty loud voice. And there's another voice in our head, and it's our inner wisdom, and it's a very quiet voice. It's it whispers to us, and it has deep and incredible wisdom. And so that's really what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, the inner critic, the voice, that uh, really nasty voice in your head, that one that's continually giving you advice and sniping at you and making you feel bad, wrong, or stupid. You know, if you recall from our previous podcast, the job of the inner critic is really to stop you from doing something that's risky or that's outside your comfort zone. However, there's a different voice that Karen's talking about here that you're talking about in terms of this, this other voice that's, that's quieter, more gentle. And we can differentiate and learn to differentiate between these two voices, the voice of the inner critic that really basically has no wisdom for us. It's just a fear-based, nagging voice. On the other hand, the voice of intuition is that voice of your inner wisdom. Sometimes it can be a challenge to distinguish between these two voices. Is this a voice that I can trust or is it the one I don't want to pay attention to? Do I just want to ignore it and carry on or do I really want to sit up and take notice to this new voice that's starting to uh, come forward, that voice of the inner guidance? And, and I'd like to say that if you're listening to this show and you're still dealing with uh, a lot of internal chaos in terms of your thoughts taking you into bad neighborhoods and kind of your emotions jumping on the bandwagon and still getting really stressed and, and scared and, um, and confused because of the internal dialogue, it's going to be more difficult to hear the inner voice. And so listen to this program, but also go back and start in the beginning because it's a practice. It's like an internal practice that will quiet down. For those of you who are listening and saying, yeah, you know, there's still chaos. I'm still in the midst of divorce, but I do. I feel like my head is above water. I feel like I, I catch myself and I'm a little bit clearer. Those For those of you in that position, this, this requires you to consciously tune in because it is a whisper. And we're going to talk about how that voice shows up in a lot of different ways. We're going to give you a lot of examples. Um, in order for you to really tune into it, but it does require a certain level of calm uh, or quiet in your head in order to be able to tune into it. Absolutely. And you know how we tend to operate, Karen? We tend to trust our logic over our intuition because if you think about it, our intuition is so quick and we think that we really must labor over 
every little thought in our process of making a decision in our lives. So sometimes, and we'll talk about how intuition really comes as a flash sometimes, but if we don't trust it, if it's so quick to think, well, how could that be right? We need, seem to need proof sometimes that we're on the right track. We need evidence that this thought that sort of came out of nowhere that's truth, that, that is uh, the, uh, the wisest thing that you could be doing rather than, oh, where did that come from? A lot of times we'll discount it if we don't know where the thought has come from or we don't feel like there's enough proof of its um, veracity. So also we can be so distracted that we don't even really listen to our intuition or to our body, to our heart, to the voice of our soul. We just are in a place like you talked about of uh, feeling distracted, not in that place of calm to be able to really attune and listen to these sources of wisdom that come towards us. And we've learned to place the mind in the dominant position in the hierarchy of importance. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we talked about a couple of shows back was the concept of fear-based decisions versus desire-based decisions. And I think that it's really important to bring that up as we're discussing intuition because Mm -hmm. the truth is our logic and our that inner voice, the critic, you know, the fear, the fear is going to come up, it's going to start negotiating, right? That's the, that's the, that's the logical rationale that comes. So you get this intuitive hit. And then this fear of voice can start coming in and saying, well, that's not the right thing to do because of this, that and the other reason. And, and so it's really important to watch that to see, did I have this sense, this knowing, and then I did I either talk myself out of it, or sometimes, well, let me ask two or three other people what they think. And so everybody's logic jumps in. And the more we tune into the quiet voice and just begin to track it, and we're going to give you some really good strategies at the end to like really strengthen this um, inner wisdom muscle, the more we tune into it, then then we become comfortable with it. And then we begin to follow it more and more. And, and it does literally become like an internal GPS, which is, which has such a beautiful value in our lives when we get there. Absolutely. So our, our minds only see part of the picture of this really vast amount of information that's available to us. And there's a really great book by Malcolm Gladwell He call, uh, called Blink. And he talks about this whole uh, other way of knowing that can come, like he says, in the blink of an eye. And he calls it also kind of thin slicing where we're able to look at a situation or a person or a thing and just create an instant knowing of what's that about for us. And often that information turns out to be much more accurate than researching and gathering information and really um, using the logical mind. So it's a great book, um, one that we'd recommend. He talks about, uh, you know, just the way that it operates and, um, you know, I don't know if you remember, I remember math class, Karen, where you could have the answer in math, but if you didn't know how to get there or you didn't show your proof, they would discount it. Right. 
And so he talks about how we can let go of discounting this flash of insight of brilliance and really start to pay attention to it more. It's a great book. So so let's jump into exactly what our intuition is. Carrie, you've got some really good information on, on just how scientists talk about it. Why don't you jump in and, and sure. tell us a little about that? Sure. Well, so scientists have discovered that humans appear to have two very different operating systems. So system one is that quick, instinctual, and often subconscious way of operating. It's controlled by our right brain and by other parts of our brain that have been around since prehistoric times. And this is known as the limbic or the reptilian parts of our brain. This is um, where we have those intuitive and um, instinctive knowing. It's very quick. System two is slower. It's more analytical. It's our conscious way of operating, and it's controlled by our left left brain and by the newer parts of our brain that have only developed since prehistoric times. So the psychologist Carl Jung, he calls intuition one of the four basic psychological functions, along with thinking, feeling, and sensation. So he describes intuition as the function that explores the unknown and the sense of possibilities. And it's also just part of that instinctive, quicker brain uh, operating system. So intuition really is immediate knowledge. It's your own, like you were saying, GPS system. It's that inner guidance system that we all have. It doesn't come from the logical, slower, analytical, uh, rational parts of it. It's God talking to you if you are so inclined to see it that way. Everyone has access to it. Everyone has it. And I think that, you know, what you said before is is so key. If you're the kind of person who is very scientific and I need to have proof, like I have this thought, but I need to have proof that it's right, it's your, your it, relying on your intuition is, is going to be a heavier lift for you because it is, it does require that leap of faith that, that it is a knowing. And I was, I was at a seminar once on intuition and I had asked the, the seminar leader, well, how do I tell the difference between, between that other inner voice and my intuition? And he said something that really stuck with me. He said, Karen, your intuition has no agenda. And I thought, well, that's interesting, because what does that other voice have, that inner critic? What I've, what I've heard a lot and believe with the inner critic is, yeah, it's telling us we're not worthy and it's like stoking, you know, the fire of our fear. It also has an agenda, which is to protect us from things. So it's like if our inner critic talks us out of all of the things that are risky, then we're safe. Whereas our, whereas our intuition has no agenda. It's just dropping in what's real. And, um, and that's really fascinating to think about. So if you could take that leap of faith and go, okay, and I, we do this as coaches all the time. I can't tell you how often I know, Carrie, you do this too. It's like you're you're engaged with a client and all of a sudden this question just drops into your head and it like could be totally from left field and you have no idea why you would ask this question, but you ask it and it's always like dead on and the client sometimes will look at you like, where did that come from? That like went right to the root of the issue that we're talking about. And we'll be back with more of the show after this. 
We're there right when you need us the most. And we make sure you have all the tools and resources at your fingertips, guiding and supporting you between calls to be more effective. I was very fortunate to find Journey Beyond Divorce. I would go searching for any piece of information that could either A, give me more knowledge about the divorce process itself, or B, could talk me down emotionally. And I found that Journey Beyond Divorce was really instrumental in providing both things. One, the guidance of the divorce process itself, as well as talking about self-maintenance and what does the individual need to do to kind of cope with it. Let us help you gain a broader perspective and determine your best next steps with our free Rapid Relief Lifeline Call. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call. I think everybody uh, has perhaps had the experience of you're driving along the road and that voice says turn left. It's not your navigation system. It's not, you know, it's not that funny voice that comes from ways, right? It's it's like, turn left. I was like, okay. And I've heard stories where people have paid attention to that and avoided an accident, avoided a ticket, found a great place for sushi. I mean, you name it. They just, uh, they don't know where that voice came from. It just said, turn left. And I went, okay, I'll do it. I I recently had something where I uh, got in the car, I drove down the block, and and then this voice said, you didn't turn the stove off. And it was like so quiet. It was almost like, did I turn the stove off? And I just, I've gotten so used to, if it's there, do not go, yeah, 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 I did. So I thought, okay, maybe I did. I'm driving around the corner and, and going and checking. And and it's that kind of thing. It could be something as simple as, did you pack the whatever or did you turn off the stove? It could be something really small and it could be something very large in terms of the negotiations you're going through in your divorce right now. And just, just a, a, a thought about, a financial asset, a thought about, you know, what's best for the kids. And so just to really tune into that. Yeah. Yeah. These can be, you know, visceral experiences, your gut reaction, right? You you see uh, a, a situation or a person, you go, oh, that doesn't feel right. It can also be that, na- like you said, that nagging thought that won't go away. Um that quiet thought to do or to not do something, take a different road, check, make sure you, you know, have everything you need. My intuition works like that very much. It's like there's something missing here. I forgot something. And so I'll sit down and I'll go, okay, you know, what is, oh, yes. And it, it, then my, my rational mind will bring it forward. But it's like that, that message of the, the intuition says, stop, you've forgotten something. And I, I've had in what feels like a previous life now uh, a number of situations where um, I had like a visceral reaction, whether the hair on the back of my neck went, you know, went up, or I got a knot in my stomach, and in reaction to people, strangers, and I didn't listen and. I'll just say that it didn't bode well. And so as I was raising my children, I remember really sitting them down, probably in grade school and saying, 
you know, if you're engaged with anyone, a teacher, a coach, walking home, and you have any kind of physical reaction, don't question it. That's God protecting you. That's just my perspective, right? That's God talking to you. That's your intuition. That's the wisest form of communication. Listen to it and abide. And and I felt like it was such an important thing to teach them at a young age because that's how strongly I feel about it. It's it, the value that it offers all of us and, and, of course, to help our children key into that at a young age, I think, is just really priceless. Yeah, that's a powerful story because it really shows you telling your your daughter to pay attention and to really value that part of her. That's that's fantastic. And, you know, intuition can take a lot of forms. It can be that voice that we've been talking about. It could be an image. All of a sudden you see something flash. It can be a sound. It can be words or feelings or that, like we said, that sensation in your gut. It can be, it can come in as a flash of insight where you just get this idea, you know, maybe something that you just know in your bones is true. And we can also kind of look for signs about the right thing to do in a decision or when we're having a dilemma. We can have that experience of knowing without knowing why we know. And that's that's an interesting experience that as you start to lean into trusting that more, it starts to even open up more. And we'll talk about that in a moment. I actually just remembered a story that I want to share in the early stages when I had first launched Journey Beyond Divorce and I was just doing it on my own. I remember sitting on the couch one day, I start my day with prayer and meditation and and I got this message that was so crystal clear. It was like, go to the computer and open a meetup account. And I remember going, well, not right now, right now I'm praying. And it was like so strong. It was like, go to the computer and do it now and set it up. And that very day I set up my first meetup account. And, you know, we we do, if if the listeners don't know, we have a number of meetup um, groups where we do local support groups. And I started this local support group. And in no time, I started holding groups and and they were filling up. And it was just, it was one of the most powerful experiences for me post-divorce because it wasn't a whisper. This time it was just kind of like, get up and do it now. <laughs> and and it was fabulous. And it and it was and and it didn't make sense. And it didn't make sense that I had to do it right then. But I just abided and it it really turned out to be an incredible resource um, for growing the company. Yeah, absolutely. And the, that's interesting as you were sharing that. I you know, there's a client that I was working with some time ago who shared this story with me about the opposite, the power of your intuition when you ignore it and what happens. She was getting married and uh, she was actually at the wedding ceremony. She was like getting ready, you know, to walk down the aisle and getting her makeup and hair and all that kind of thing going on. And she told me about this just gut feeling. It was, she said it felt like somebody punched her in the gut. It says, don't do it. Wow. And she's like, 
what? <laughs> She's like, what do you mean don't do it? She's like peering out behind the curtain, looking at all the people who are sitting down there waiting for her to come down the aisle. And she said it really shook her up. But she, she remembers making this conscious decision of I can't. I can't not do this. Everybody's expecting it. And this is, uh, you know, th- that's just that's just nerves talking. And she went ahead with the ceremony with the marriage, and you know, not very much longer afterwards realized that she had, in fact, really made a mistake and married the wrong person. So it was a powerful and painful. A lesson for her that she does have uh, an ally in her intuition and believe me she shared about that now she trusts it so let's let's talk a little bit about how does this work um and uh, and we want to introduce a concept called um holographic intelligence and what that is is this this uh 360 degrees whole perspective, this elevated perspective. And so what you do is when you have that intuitive hit, you you make your decisions based on your intuition, your logic, and your emotions. So you, you actually bring all of these forces to bear in in determining what's best. You don't talk yourself out of your intuition, but you have your intuition and then you um, play it against, balance it against emotion and logic. And that when you get, when you start practicing that way of decision making, you're, you're in a really clear and solid place. Yeah. It's like when all three of these uh, intelligences that we have, the, the logic where it says, I think, the emotions, I feel, the intuition, I sense. When all of these are lined up with a particular decision or course of action that you're taking, you get this sense of being in the flow. Everything feels effortless. It feels like you have this real crystal, crystal clarity going on for you. And sometimes they're not in alignment. There might be a disagreement with what your head says, with the, the logical part of you, and the gut's going, "Hey, go for it," and the uh, you know the the emotions are also on board, but the head is fighting. You know, so this is an opportunity to maybe sit down and really give each of these places of intelligence that we have an opportunity to speak. You know, and- go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's a that's a great. I think this is such a great place to bring up that um, uh, fear versus desire desire based decision as a tool to use. So if you start doing this and you're tapping in and you're like, okay, I'm 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 hearing my intuition and and yet there's this disconnect, like something's there's a rub. A, it's always great to sit down and say, okay. Um, Here's the question I like to ask people. If there were no negative ramifications, if nobody was going to get upset, if there wasn't anything hindering you, what's the choice that you would make? And that brings you right to your desire-based decision. And, And when the three aren't in alignment, being clear on what 
part is based in fear um, is really helpful. And as we had said in previous shows, fear-based decisions never serve us. Desire-based decisions are scary. Desire-based decisions often take require a leap of faith, um, but they serve us really well. And they're, they're more aligned with our intuition. Yeah. Yeah, I had had an example of this, uh, you know, maybe about five years ago in when I was really coming into a career crossroads for myself. And I got presented with an opportunity to work on a particular project and work in a role at this uh, organization that I, I valued very much. And in, in in my head, it sounded great. It had a lot of um, great potential to it, and still, somehow, you know, my uh, my intuition was saying no. That you got to say no. This is not right for you. And I actually went against my intuition on that, and I went ahead and did the the assignment. Boy. I was really sorry afterwards because it just turned out to be one of those things that didn't flow, that was fraught with all kinds of problems, and I was really just had to chalk it up as a learning experience of it's much better to slow down and really investigate the voice of my intuition and say, you know, what is that about? Especially when uh, when when it's something like big odds. I know that the fellow who was running this this um, workshop that I was at, he talked about having a book and finally getting to this publisher who was so hard to get to, and the publisher was interested in the book, and the deal seemed so good. And he went and he had this conversation, and the person like reached out their hand to shake on it, and his intuition was saying, don't do it. And he kind of was like, okay, thanks, but no thanks. And walked out and didn't really have the whole logical scaffolding for why. He just knew that, okay, that was a pretty strong intuitive hit. And that was such a big thing. I was really impressed. But it does point to the fact that we may really desire, and he really desired to get his book out there. And of course, P.S., he got it out there in a better way and in a way that served more people, that you know brought more people to, to read it and purchase it. But I thought that was a fascinating story around intuition. Yeah, absolutely. Because here's the deal. How do you know if the guidance that you get is your intuition or that wishful thinking or that fear? You know, there's no caller ID. You know, you don't, it's like gremlin coming or uh, opportunity. You know, it's, we just, in a way, have to get really good at slowing down, like I said, and asking, who are you? What is this voice? And like you said, paying attention to how it feels inside. Does it feel contracting or is it more neutral? Right. And and there's a sense of peace. Like when yeah. you're when you're in line, um, there is a sense of peace that comes even if there's a scariness to what you're doing. There's also a sense of peace that comes with it, which I think is really key. I had a client um, who had to make such a difficult decision. She she was divorcing from a very wealthy uh, man who uh, she had three boys and, you know, they were really in a tough position because dad was uh, 
offering, you know, brand new cars and, and international vacations and stuff. And he wanted to have primary custody. And, and she always had, during their four-year separation, they were always with her. And so she knew that she was going to lose custody. And she had this sense that she should move um, fairly far away, like an hour, an hour and a half away, and, and uh, start her new chapter in the city and it was a huge thing it's like wow you're going to leave your boys behind and and it was really interesting and I I want to say that she used holographic thinking she said I want you to she I feel really strong but I want you to challenge me and so we were poked around about her feelings and her logic and what made sense and the more we poked the more certain she was that this doesn't sound right and it doesn't make sense to other people and I'll probably be judged, but it just feels right for me. And P.S., it turned out to be brilliant for her to be able to really land on her feet and and move forward without having the kids under the roof. And it also ended up being this incredible um, new experience for the boys and they they... They appreciated her more. They communicated with her more. They loved their time with her more. So it was, it was, it seems so counterintuitive and it was totally her intuition. It's a fantastic example. The scene that is starting to emerge here is intuition. It, you know, the more you pay attention to it, the louder it speaks. It's like a muscle. You know, if you start using it, it's going to develop. With practice, you can get better at tuning into your intuition, understanding it as the voice of your intention, trusting it, and then taking action. The more you ignore it, the voice gets quieter. You know, it's like inside, it's just like, if you don't listen to it, that voice goes, well, just do it your way. And it really just recedes into the background. I've noticed that part of that is just remaining quiet. As long as I fill my brain with radio, television, there's always some input. I don't hear the intuition as much. Yeah, that's really um, a big part of it, where you just tune it out. Because like Karen said, it's scary. It can be. Yeah, and and you make a good point, Steve, because it's not just the voice in your head, like the chaos in your head. It and I have two teenagers, and I actually they're both currently back under my roof for a short period of time, and there with them comes so much noise. I say that, like, <laughs> do you guys ever turn everything off? And they looked at me like I had six heads, and yeah. I thought, well, they don't have any quiet time. It's such an interesting generational thing, and for me. You know, they're like, why are you sitting in a room without anything? <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm I'm enjoying some peace and quiet. So it's a completely different thing. But Steve, excellent point. You really do need to have that peace and quiet to be able to access it. Yeah. And this brings us, in a way, right into talking about our practice. Exactly. You know, for so developing, yeah. You want to just jump in the beginning? Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll jump follow. in the beginning. Sure. Like we've been talking about, the very first step is awareness. It's an awareness that you actually do possess this gift of intuition. And noticing when it kicks in, paying attention to it, noticing when the hairs on your the back of your arm start to, to stand up and going, oh, what's that? And then the next step is accepting and trusting that in a way you're wiser than you really think you are. 
And that's actually, that, that second one is key because it's act, one of the foundations um, that we coach on is that we, we're all wiser than we believe we are. And this is this opportunity to really um, tune into and embrace that wisdom. And that wisdom, it, whether you're, you believe that it's, you know, you, that universal energy or if it's God or whatever it is for you, it is connected well beyond the confines of our body. That wisdom is, is big and it's, it's, um, it's old, it's big, it's, it's powerful. And so we are wiser than we think that we are. And Carrie has a couple of really great action steps for starting to, to track and pay attention and, and grow the skill of listening to intuition. Carrie, why don't you tell us a little about that? Sure. And this is a very simple uh, exercise. It's really just keeping an intuition journal. And what you want to do is pay attention during your day by setting an intention. I set my intention during the day to notice when my intuition is kicking in and to pay attention to what it's telling me, how it plays out in my day. Do I follow it? Do I not follow it? And then what's the consequences or the results of that choice? So by keeping this very simple journal It's a way to grow the awareness of your gift. It's a way to learn to accept it and to trust it. And you begin having this uh, repository of experiences that you're actually logging and seeing where you get on course and seeing where you get off course. It's really, again, it comes back down around then to becoming more aware of how you are making decisions in your life and acting on them. So we've all had experiences where we come to other people for guidance, where we don't know perhaps what the best thing to do is. And and people will, you know, give the best advice that they are uh, aware of in the moment. And oftentimes it can be good advice. And a lot of times it's, it may be not, but here's the good news inside of you, you know yourself better than anyone. You know solutions and decisions that are going to work for you based on knowing yourself. And then rising above uh, the energy and the voice of fear to get in really in touch with what is always true for you is going to be such a valuable experience. You can also ask for dreams, for signs, for symbols. You you could track that in your intuition journal. It's just kind of a a fun way to keep track of it. And, you know, ask yourself questions of um, how did it turn out when I paid attention? How did it turn out when I didn't? I love the idea of tracking. I think I'm going to actually do that after this show because I, 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 I don't put pen to paper on it. And I think that that's a really neat thing to do. Um, yeah. You know, there's a quote that I want to share uh, that uh, says, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift. The rational mind is a faithful servant. We've created a society that honors the servant and forgets the gift. And I think that's so true. And today we're challenging and inviting each of you to begin to notice and honor the gift. 
Absolutely. The, there, I came across another great quote that I wanted to bring forward. And this is by Ray Bradbury. He's a very well-noted science fiction writer. And he says, if we listen to our intellect, in, sorry, if we listen to our intellect, we'd never have a love affair. We'd never have a friendship. We'd never go into business because we'd be cynical. Well, that's nonsense. You've got to jump off the cliffs all the time and build your wings on the way down. And Such that's a really, powerful quote. Yeah, taking that leap of faith, following your that intuitive head. And and so what we want to say today is trust trust is an inside job. You have the opportunity every day to tap into the inner resource of your own intuitive knowing. You have the responsibility to pay attention to it when it speaks. And in our next show, we're going to talk about acting courageously. You have, and, and to courageously take action on what's being offered. And so it's, it's a great segue because our next show is talking about living free and fully responsible. And one of the talking points that we cover is how do you live boldly and courageously and, and take action? And that's, that's totally um, plugged right into your intuition. So I'd like to, uh, before we wrap up, I'd like to just share a, a free offer that we have. We have, we've just, we've developed a, a flash recovery guide based on these 12 steps. And it's a snapshot reference guide, an effective tool for tracking, referencing, and, uh, and, and utilizing the different tips and strategies that you've heard throughout the, the steps so far. So if you're interested in that, you can go to the homepage of our website, Journey Beyond Divorce, and, and download that reference guide. That sounds like such a great resource because these um, these shows have been just packed full of such great information. Yeah, and people have said that it's hard to keep track. It's like, I know I want to go back to that grieving workshop, the, the grieving <laughs> podcast, but I don't know which one it is. And so this is a great way for you to just, it's a reminder, it's a reference, it's a checklist. So if you've been listening, definitely, you know, Jump over to journeybeyonddivorce.com and and, uh, download that guide for yourself. Well, it's been so great talking with you, Karen, about one of my favorite subjects, which is intuition, inner guidance, inner knowing. And our next show is Living Free and Fully Responsible, Empowered, Excited, and Enrolled in Life. Please join us. We're going to have, it's going to be myself and Lisa Brick, and we've got a lot of fun uh, information to share with you. Awesome. Hey, Karen, also, how can I, our listeners get a hold of you and explain just briefly what you do over at Journey Beyond Divorce? Thanks, Steve. Uh, so if you want to reach out to us, you can go to the website to the contact page or info at journeybeyonddivorce.com is an email address that will get to us. And, you know, we have a team of coaches and we support men and women by one-on-one coaching. It's private coaching. It's a way to help you gain clarity with whatever it is you're struggling with to calm down all the chaos uh, that's going on around you and to be able to communicate uh, powerfully and effectively with your soon-to-be ex in your negotiations. And so wherever you are in 
the, in the process, if you're looking for some support, our support is very strategic. It's very forward moving. It'll get your head above emotional waters really quickly and move you toward the ideal that you're looking for. And so we love supporting you in that way. And if you've been listening and that's something that you're interested in, by all means, reach out and one of us will get back to you. And don't you offer a free consultation? You offer a free consultation as well? That, thank you. And the first session is always on the house. It's our way of giving to you and believing that until you experience it, um, you won't know the power of it. And it's incredibly powerful. And so our listeners call and they can do it by Skype or by telephone, I assume. And then they're placed with a divorce coach, their own personal divorce coach. Anyone around the world can reach out to us and they will be connected with their own personal divorce coach. You can do it over the phone, FaceTime, Skype, whatever works best for you. We work with your schedule and your budget and we're here to support you. Great. And I know our listeners speak volumes of what you've done for them. So I appreciate it. I appreciate the shows and all you do, Carrie Doubts and Karen McMahon. And I look forward to our next show. We'll see you all then. At Journey Beyond Divorce, we know that sometimes the most powerful support we can offer is to help you process the storm of emotions you're experiencing and gently challenge the beliefs that are keeping you stuck. The way Karen delivers her program is that she validates the feelings, the emotions, the ups, the downs. She hones in on the specifics that really talk to that particular person when they're going through this crazy emotional time let us be a beacon in the midst of this crazy emotional time book a free lifeline call with us to help lift the fog and begin practicing new ways of thinking being and doing that better support you as you journey through and beyond divorce our gift to you is taking that first step with you on your free Rapid Relief Lifeline call, where we help you navigate the emotional and logistical turbulence of separation and divorce. Visit rapidreliefcall.com to book your call.